ओम ज्ञान चिरंधस्यज्ञानंजनशलाकाय चक्षुरीलिता ये नस्मय श्री गुरवे नम giving up all kinds of obligations and has taken to the path in all seriousness owes neither duties nor obligations to the demigods sages general living entities family members human kind or forefathers um, indeed a devotee who surrenders himself to the lotus feet of krishna does the best service to his family members for krishna automatically grants liberation to many generations of a pure devotee's family shri Sivat Bhagavatam 7:10-18. One should accept everything favorable for executing Krishna consciousness and reject everything unfavorable. What is a favorable situation for one devotee may not be suitable for another. In our home life, if our home life is not favorable for Krishna consciousness, we should make every effort to make it so by trying to induce our family members to take up devotional service. at least we can try to get them to tolerate and respect our practice of krishna bhakti for those who are serious about krishna consciousness but are obliged to live in a home full of non devotees we can only recommend that they keep peace as much as possible without compromising their <coughs> principles often such family members are actually good people in ordinary moral sense but we cannot expect that all will be fortunate enough to understand the paramount importance of krishna consciousness quite often with patience and diligence a devotee is gradually able to turn apathetic or inimical family members towards devotional service in situations where despite all efforts family members remain rigidly inimical towards krishna consciousness leaving home to take up service of krishna full time is an alternative that should be seriously considered and discussed with senior responsible devotees a person whose main concern is krishna consciousness even he is entrapped in household life should always be ready to leave household enticement as soon as possible shrimad bhagavatam 32349 purport generally however it is not recommended that men with wives and dependent children suddenly leave home but those who are over 50 years old or younger men who are still unmarried should seriously consider leaving home to join the association of devotees and thus practice krishna consciousness full time there is no need for them to unnecessarily spend all their lives at home like ordinary materialistic men vedic authority says that householders must leave home after the age of 50 shrimad bhagavatam 32435 one thing is certain no one should give up his precious discovery of krishna consciousness under any circumstance however difficult krishna takes special care of those who serve him under adverse conditions we should be determined to remain krishna consciousness krishna conscious even if our family members and friends don't understand us even if the whole world is against us if krishna is on our side we have nothing to lose or fear So to the question, this is uh, the question is how to deal with family members who are not supportive of our Krishna consciousness, who or who are against it. So some overview has been given in this book, A Beginner's Guide to Krishna Consciousness, which has just been read out. Some basic ideas, but. Actually there's it's not that I can sit down here and say something and all your problems will vanish it's not going to happen like that 
nor is there any one formula not what is it uh, not all shoes fit all sizes there's something like that people people have different characteristics and they need uh, different advice you see to, to one person one person they their family may be, may be inimical and they may preach to them very strongly and their family may change and, and someone else preaches very strongly to their family and the family just becomes worse and worse and worse or someone may not have the relationship with his family that he preaches to them strongly they, their, their whole mode of dealing has always been very respectful and quiet and polite so Yeah, one shoe doesn't fit all sizes. That's the same. So it it will depend. Some uh, some families who are very much against, they later turn to be uh, devotees. I've seen that many times. That one years ago, one young man in Baroda became a devotee. His parents came in. They were shouting. They were screaming. They said they were going to call the police. In the end, we called the police, and they took them out because they were they were causing a disturbance and then if, uh, they eventually became initiated devotees others uh, it may be very difficult uh, there's one young lady in Abu Dhabi who's uh, well she's she seems to be very quiet and afraid of her family members but when she she got the opportunity at one point to be away from her family members and she was distributing books like a tiger. But uh, her family members have been very much against for many years and she's just quietly practicing and going on with her Krishna consciousness. And gradually, slowly, they're, they're becoming a little more accepting. So there's no one formula. Patience is good. I mean, the one... One way is the uh, the full-out battle. But actually, even Prahlad didn't do that. Prahlad Maharaj, I mean, however bad your parents, you might think your parents are, they're not as bad as Hiranyakashipu. That's for sure. And however great you may think you are, you're not as great as Prahlad Maharaj. That's also for sure. So Prahlad, he was very frank and open with Hiranyakashipu. But at the same time, he was respectful. Uh, he re- he referred to his father as Asura Asura Varya, the best of the demons. So maybe Hiranyakashipu liked being called that. He, My dear father, you are the biggest demon in the whole universe. So he may think that yeah, that's good. That's it. for him. He might think that was a compliment. So Prahlad tolerated, he didn't fight against his father. He always wished him well, even though his father was a big demon. Often, young devotees are very immature in dealing with their parents also. So it's good to take advice from senior devotees. I mean, even Nanda Kumar, his father and mother are devotees, initiated devotees for so many years, but even, even they thought he was a problem case at one time. So, he was a devotee, but he didn't like 
to listen to his parents and there was some kind of gap there. They came crying to me once. Oh, what to do with him? They said, hey, just get him married, he'll be all right. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> so, don't mind. That was a long time ago. They, they, they know it quite as well uh, themselves. Is now. it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's see the parents are upset, but usually, if if parents are upset, they're not always upset. I mean, your your parents weren't upset at you being a devotee; they were upset because you're a little flippant and you couldn't, you didn't take your job very seriously, and this and that. So. Uh, you can understand that actually they're, they're, they're thinking what's best for you. It's just that they have a different outlook on what's best for you. And in the, they may be afraid that you're going to run away and forget them and like this and that, which does sometimes happen. There are cases of young men running away from their parents and not communicating with them. But... Uh, in general, that's not necessary. So, like I say, there's no one formula, but in general, uh, keep cool. If your parents are against your Krishna consciousness, then the more you... In gen usually what happens is they won't like to listen to you preaching to them. They think, who, who is this? You know, I'm just few years ago uh, we were breastfeeding them and now they're telling us what to do. Is they remember you as a baby just a short time ago. But uh, with patience and if they see that you're a better person from Krishna consciousness then, then they may start to accept it. So there's some general guidelines and for individual guidance you, you can speak to uh, some local devotees according to your own particular circumstances because every single circumstance is different every person is different their particular problems are different like that anyway whatever you do go on chanting Hare Krishna so anyone like to ask any more question about this See, often in these individual situations, to understand it, you have to go very deeply and un talk and this and that. But many times, if you just uh, keep a cool head and go on chanting Hare Krishna, then things work themselves out in course of time, often anyway. Often people come and tell me their problems, but I'm not that interested, actually, to go into all the details and he said that and then she did this and he did that and then this and that and that and this and that and then someone else co comes and they tell you a completely different version of the story from their perspective and you can't work all these things out. It's too complicated. It's, tra it's, it's, it's better just, you know, whatever's going on, just don't take yourself too seriously. Take Krishna seriously. Chant Hare Krishna. And you get, in, you get into all these, you know, complicated like I say he said this and then she, I think the, I think he has some plan to do this and you know just so much mental energy just 
wasted on nothing actually a lot of time just just some distrust and it's just not worth it don't get into a mental trip just chant Hare Krishna and keep a little aloof also see smaran nityam anityadvam everything in this world is temporary so why take situation so seriously people say you know, they, they get in some argument and they take it so and they commit suicide or something they take it so seriously but what's the big thing you know there's millions of people in the world and they all have their problems why take your own problems so seriously it's not such a big thing <laughs> so many people come to me and say Oh, I have these terrible problems. But I always tell them, whatever it is, it could be worse. And whatever it is, you can be sure there are plenty of other people with much worse problems. Now, what's your problem? And then blah, 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 blah. And I say, well, anyway, whatever you do, or even if you do nothing, if you come back in ten years, it's all going to be f finished and forgotten anyway. So... <laughs> So, uh, chant Hare Krishna and be happy. That's the best advice. I think, well, that's not very useful. We thought we'd get it. It is very useful. It's the best advice. Chant Hare Krishna and be happy. Best advice. It's not, f it's not just some formula that we say to avoid problems. It is the solution to all problems. It's not just some slogan. But it's a fact. You chant Hare Krishna and you'll be happy. And the more you, the more you try to disentangle your not, the naughty problems, the more the problems become, the more entangled you get. <laughs> yes, so Hare Krishna, does anyone want to... Yes, but what about if, you know, my father says this and then my mother... I'm not sure she supports me or not. Sometimes she dies. Hare Krishna. That's our reply. Our reply is Hare Krishna. <laughs> yeah, anyone like to venture any other comment? Yeah. Part in some situations where the parents are also devotees and Parents are devotees and they're pushing their children too much to be devotees. Is it? What does too much mean? Not inclined. Not inclined to chant 16 rounds. Are you that child? <laughs> well, I would say if you're asking from the youth point of view, I'd say follow it, do it. Better. It's good advice. Or you're looking forward to being a parent in that situation. Again, it's uh, just like the children, they, they shouldn't be too much forced with the parents. If the parents force the children to chant, then they'll resent it. On the other hand, if there's no pressure and they just let them do what they like, then they're not doing their duty as a parent. So again, there's no one formula. You have to, each one has to see. 
as I mentioned in this book, Glimpses of Traditional Indian Life, one uh, near to Udupi, I was in a home, some Madhva Brahmanas, and one man told me that my father used to beat me to force me to learn Vishnu Sahasranam. I'm so grateful now that he did. Seems like he was naughty in his youth. He didn't like to, but now he's grateful. So you can't tell. It depends a lot on the culture also. It's like in the West, in the, the children, they really don't like to be told anything by their parents. Whereas in India, it used to be that the, the children were very subservient to their parents. Now the Western culture is coming in more and more. I see some horrible things that students or youth read on their t-shirts. I saw one the other day, uh, parents for sale, something like this. Mm, you know, really horrible. And then I saw, as we were stuck in the traffic jam last night, uh, some t-shirt in the shop. I love my attitude problem. Something like so. People taking pleasure in being demons. But uh, in the old culture, or the actual culture, parents could push their children a lot and they would accept that. By the modern culture, the children are being raised as demons. So, what do you expect? It actually, modern society makes everything very complex. In previous society, everything was very clear and fixed. Everyone's position is clear. What is your role as a child? What is your role as a parent? What is your role as a husband, as a wife? What is your role as a brahmana, as a kshatriya, as a vaishya, as a shudra? Everything's very clear. In the modern age, nothing is clear. Everyone's confused. No one wants to follow anyone. And uh, it's just a big mess. Otherwise, parents should... But actually, uh, the push, there should be no need to push because if, if the parents are practicing Krishna Conscious and enjoying it, then naturally the children will want to follow. Isn't it? It's just a natural thing. In a traditional society, it's a natural thing. Like we, we, you don't have to talk about girls and women being treated as mothers. It's just automatic. From the age of four or five, the young girls start looking after the new, the next babies. And, uh, you know, they grow up. At an early age, they have children. So the mother role is, uh, it's just automatic. But now, you know, they're beauty queens and career girls and they're lost their, you know, they don't know what they are. They're trying to be men and then at the same time they want to be mothers and it's just a big mess. The whole society is just a big mess. So it, it does become very complex. So what's the solution? Re-establish Varnashram, live simply. Live simply means not just uh, in terms of... It doesn't just mean not having electricity. It means the whole culture becomes very simple. 
Life in the material world is always complex, but modern society has made it uh, so complex that everyone's crazy, really. The, the more developed the countries are, so-called, the more crazy the people are. In traditional societies, you don't you don't have all this schizophrenia and depression and hypertension. You know, it's just it's just not there. There are a few crazy people, but they're just you know they're just normal crazy. They're not driven crazy by the whole. So- it's not that society drives them crazy. They're just born like that. So uh, yeah, yeah. They- in a culture where everyone's Krishna conscious, it's very natural to be Krishna conscious. Yeah, anything else before I move on? No? All right then. Can I have uh, one question? Many times our current day circumstance. People don't see the importance of traditional people don't see the importance of uh, um, attire or traditional attire. We can chant and do whatever, whether we're wearing a jeans and t-shirt or or how does it make a difference is the attitude. That's a detail. People don't see the importance of traditional life whatsoever. Basically, the modern age, it's it's a massive experiment because people didn't live like this until a very short time ago. What floor are we on? The sixth floor? Yeah. There was no sixth floor ever, anywhere, (laughs) until recently. What to speak of? 15th floor, 20th floor, 100th floor you get in some countries I think they went over 200 in some places there was no such thing and uh, the whole see in the modern age people people say oh our society is so progressive in the in the past they were so backward and all this but uh, it's it's an experiment in which people they they propagate that it's much better <laughs> But actually, like you see, people, the character is very poor. Lying, stealing, cheating are common. You can't trust even your own family members. Uh, it's considered normal and it's encouraged by the state that mothers kill their children. There's uh, Killing mothers is extremely common. About 80,000 a day in India. Um... So it's it's a very sinful and demoniac society. But people think this is normal. So the dress of a Vaishnav, that helps us to identify with this pure way of life and consciousness. Whereas modern dress, that, that uh, simply by wearing it, that... Uh, the d- we feel if if we dress in the modern dress then we we feel like 
part of the modern society which is driven by calm, crowd, lobe, especially these three. The whole modern dress is just an advertisement. I am a uh, lusty, greedy, angry rascal. That's what it is, right? That's the hairstyle, the dress. You see, you see these advertisements with the uh, with the cricket players. You don't see, but in India, you see advertisements, big billboards, and they're all looking mean and nasty. Why? Why should they look mean and? But that's considered something. If you look, they got this look on their face like they're really nasty. They probably aren't actually, because Indian people in general aren't mean and nasty. Just see the music; it's mean and nasty music. <laughs> really, isn't it? Now, now you got embarrassed. Okay, someone knew how to turn it off. Okay, you just just by the sound of that. What's called it's not even music; it's just some horrible noise. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's conscious; it's it's low consciousness, isn't it? By hearing that, could you understand that very sound? It's on a very low level of consciousness, and that's called music. And people like to hear that because it it uh, reinforces their being in the lower modes of nature. So everything, dress, the kind of music we make or listen to, the kind of people we associate with, the kind of food we eat, the kind of life we live, that uh, inc- reinforces and nourishes our identity so we can identify with the lower modes of nature and be... Uh, Dambho Dharpabhimanascha Kroda Parushyam Evacha Agyana Chabhijatasya Partha Sampadam Asurim. These are the qualities of the demons which are considered in, in modern society, these are considered something very good. What is that? Pride, conceit, arrogance, harsh speech, uh, ignorance. These are the qualities with which the demons are born. Now, something just flashed into my mind from about, let me see, must be uh, over 40 years ago, sitting in a room with my mother and my sister, one of my sisters, and there was a film on the TV, and two people were arguing and then one shouted at the other, you stink, and walked out and slammed the door. And my mother said, oh, that's horrible. And my sister said, no, it's nice. <laughs> Something like that. So you can see, there's, that's what they call the generation gap. My mother was trying to be good. But my sister thought, yeah, that's great, you know. You stink. So that's the modern culture. They they delight in degradation.
So, as little as we have to do with this society, the better. It's, it's better not to take pleasure in that. Hmm. So, you can be, you can chant Hare Krishna wearing whatever you like. But if we're serious to be Krishna conscious, then we'll adopt all those things that will help us to actually be in Krishna consciousness. Hmm. Hare Krishna. So I'll finish there and zoom off to the next place. It's uh, Krishna consciousness in many parts of the world is practiced in a in a way which seems to be in consonance with the local modes of nature. Like here it's very, everything's very passionate and rushed. So here we're rushing from program to program. But it would be nice if you could imagine just to live very simply, stay in one place, rise every morning, chant Hare Krishna with devotees, leisurely discuss Srimad Bhagavatam, do our service, have plenty of bhajan and care, nowhere to go, nowhere to run to, nothing urgent. Last time I was in California, I was in a temple in Berkeley, which is near to San Francisco. So, uh, one godbrother of mine, who I knew from India, he... Uh, He'd been living up in the in the hills, growing vegetables with a few devotees, living very simply, chanting Hare Krishna. But sorry to say there was some, you might say, some managerial dispute in our Berkeley temple. Or as it's sometimes called, it's gone politics. So he was called because he was a senior devotee to get involved in that you have to get involved, you have to campaign, you have to write letters, do this and the other. He told me I was doing that. Then I thought, what's the point? I've got more important things to do. My vegetables are growing, I have to go and chant Hare Krishna to them. I have to sleep under the stars and get up in the morning and chant Hare Krishna. This will all go on. I don't need to be involved in this. I can just chant Hare Krishna very peacefully and be happy. I don't... It doesn't matter. All the world will go on. But our real duty is to chant Hare Krishna, live peacefully and be happy. So now I'm rushing off to the next program. So, all right, good. It's nice. There are many people who like to hear about Krishna. But uh, you can imagine if you like. You can imagine. You have no experience of what it might be like to to live peacefully and chant Hare Krishna morning and evening, not be rushed, nowhere to go to, no tension. The people You see the same people every day, just very peacefully chanting Hare Krishna. That would be nice. What do you think? Do you think you could live like that? So you could wind down from the from the 
highly intense way of life and just be happy to live a regulated, peaceful life. Do you think you could actually live peacefully? Any of you? You think you could do it? Might be difficult for you because we're we're so used to living such a wired up life. It's it's like an in, an addiction or intoxication. We need adrenaline. That's why. That's maybe why people listen to this heavy rock music. Bam, ba, bam, ba, bam. It's like they have to get some have to get some more adrenaline pumped in. And always needs some sense gratification. That's why tea, coffee, gudka, chewing gum. It's just, there has to be something on the tongue all the time. It's just, cigarettes, yeah. Oh, should always be some flavor on the tongue. There should always be some, something resembling or vaguely resembling music in the ear. It's like all the time, stimulus, stimulus. Just, you can relax also and chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> okay, well, I'd better rush off and dovetail this Rajasic propensity and <laughs>